welcome tonight to the All That I Am podcast. I am Lady Vivian Jacobs. I am your podcast host. And this is season three, episode two of the All That I Am podcast. Tonight, we are still discussing damaged goods as it relates to friendships. How many friends do I have on the live on tonight? How many ladies in the room where you have some good quality friendships? Let me see it in the comment section. How many ladies do we have here on tonight where you can say, I have at least one, at least one quality good friend how many do we have tonight? Because guess what? Quality is way more important than quantity. I would rather have one person that I know for sure that I can count on than to have 20 just to say that I have them and I can't count on them. I can't trust them. I can't trust them as far as I can throw them. All right, so that's another subject for another time. But welcome to the All That I Am podcast. I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited to share with you all on tonight. And if you haven't already, I want you to take this time to go ahead and subscribe to our various uh, outlets where we offer the podcast on Apple. We're on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. Subscribe to all three. And then after this, after you listen to us, I want you to go ahead and give us a review. Give us a review. I'm so excited and grateful that you have decided to listen in on tonight. And we are going to go ahead and get started. But I just wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to put that out there as well so that you all can go ahead and subscribe so that you can catch the replay in case you are only able to listen to a portion of this. Ladies, you all know how it is. Sometimes we get so busy and we, we're listening, but we're not really listening the way that that we need to or we're distracted and so with that ability you can go back and you can listen to the replay as many times as you want to and so how is everybody doing how's everybody doing i want you all to drop it in the comment section how are you doing how has your week been it is friday it's the end of the week you have made it through an entire work week and that is enough to be excited about to celebrate about i don't know about you but my week has been busy. It's been busy. Even though I didn't go to work Monday and Tuesday, it feels like I worked Monday and Tuesday. I paid for it when I got back. It has been busy. Where is everybody listening from? Where are you, where are you all from? Drop it in the comment section. I want to see who is in our audience. Where are you listening from? Let me see. Let me see how I can see the comments. I don't know what's going on. Oh, here it is. Maryland, D.C., Indiana, Indianapolis. Yes, Indy. Yes, it's going fast. Awesome. I can't keep up. DMV, Delaware. Thank you all so much for tuning in from wherever you are from. I am just excited that you all are here. Listen, before I jump into our subject on tonight, I usually have a let's just be honest segment where I kind of tell it like it is. Um, but we're not going to do that this time because we have a lot to discuss on tonight. And I know it's going to be good, good. But I just wanted to really hone in on the importance of self-care. Before we jump into our topic, sometimes we don't realize how much we've been neglecting ourselves 
until we actually take that time and you see like, I really needed this time or until we have a moment where we're breaking down or we feel overwhelmed, right? Or our body can't give any more because it's been giving so much and we haven't taken the time to refuel. We haven't taken the time to stop, right? And so I just wanna say that I did that. I did that on last week. I had to take some time for myself, me and my husband, especially us married people. Yes, it's definitely necessary for the singles as well, but for the married couples, when you have children, when you have children, and not only that, when you have real jobs, you know, you have things that you're dedicating and you're committing your time to, and it seems like you're just going, 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 going. You have to make sure that you take some time for yourself. You cannot continue to pour and you cannot continue to give from an empty well. You have to make sure you take some time for yourself. So that's what we did. Me and my husband, we took a trip to Vegas. We had some time to ourselves without our children. Yes, yes, I miss my children, but that time is necessary to us. It's not optional. That time is necessary. It's necessary for your overall well-being. Yes, a lot of health issues that we experience can be related to stress and not taking the time away, they'll be okay without you for a little while. You gotta make sure you okay for yourself first, okay? Cause you can't help nobody else until you help yourself first. I know you all have been on the plane and they tell you how the oxygen, make sure you put it on yourself before you put it on your kids. Because if you don't help yourself first, you cannot help anybody else. You won't be any good for anybody else. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I did it. It, it had been a while, right? It'd been a while for me, but I was so grateful that we were able to do it. And like I said, I didn't realize how much I really needed it until we got there and it was like, wow we needed this time. And so I'm grateful. I am grateful. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our podcast topic on tonight. And so most of you know, those of you that have been tuning in, those of you that have been following us, we have been on a series entitled Damaged Goods. We have been on a series entitled Damaged Goods, right? And so this one is more so focused towards friendships. What about your friends? I don't sing, but y'all know that song. (laughs) (laughs) Will they stay around? Will they stand their ground? I'm probably messing those words up, but you know what I mean. What about your friends? We were created to connect, ladies. We were created to connect. We were not created to be in a silo, to live in a silo and be all to ourselves because we like to say that I don't, I don't deal with females. I don't do women. You know, I I don't, I don't do that because they're too messy. You know, they're too sensitive, whatever the case may be, whatever your reason may be at the end of the day, you need to realize that God created us to connect for community, to have relationship, right? And so we have to make sure that we're dealing with whatever it is that has caused us to have that bad taste in our mouth toward friendships with other women, right? Because nobody can understand another woman better than another woman. 
And I've said this before, I'm married and I can talk to my husband about many things. Some things he understands, some things he is just not going to understand. He's not built the way that I'm built, right? And so God created us as women to connect with one another. But I realize that sometimes it's difficult for us to do that because of past hurt. And sometimes we have walls up and we can't connect the way that we need to because we have those walls up or because we've been hurt and we haven't received the healing that we need to receive. And we think that this one right here is going to do us the same way that that one did. And it's like, not so, not so. You cannot continue to box yourself in and to limit yourself in relationships and divine connections and meaningful connections because of what you have gone through. How many of you in the comments have gone through something in your friendships and you have walls up now where you say, I don't even want to connect with another woman? I don't have time for it. I don't have time for the cattiness, right? We say that. I'm going to introduce our guest because we do have an amazing guest that is going to help us. But I want to give you this fact first. I'm a fact and statistics person. People who have strong social relationships are less likely to die prematurely than people who are isolated. In fact, According to a 2010 review of research, the effects of social ties, listen to this, this is really powerful. The effects of social ties on lifespan is twice as strong as that of exercising and equivalent to that of quit when you quit smoking. Do you realize the magnitude of having meaningful connections it's more powerful to your body and your overall well-being and your health than quitting smoking. <laughs> like it is very important. And so I hope you all hear me in spite of what you've gone through. This is a good time to bring our uh, guest in, Pastor D. Wilford. She is an amazing woman of God. She's so dope, y'all. This is her lane, <laughs> sisterhood, womanhood, friendship. This is her lane. And so I know that she is going to bless us in a special way. And so D, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your passion for women and how you even developed that. How did that come about? First of all, thank you again for having me. I love you so much, okay? <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hello to everyone here. Um, as you all heard her, she, she mentioned that I was a pastor. Um, that is what I am, a pastor alongside my husband. But even more than that, um, I have a passion for women. I am a womanhood mentor, all right? Let me explain what that means just a little bit, all right? I believe before you are anything else, us here, everybody here, we are women first, right? And so how you show up in every area of your life depends on the quality of woman that you are, right? And so my passion is to help cultivate women of quality. Why? Because if you're a pastor, you're gonna do it well. If you're a mother, you're gonna do it well. If you're a wife, lawyer, CEO, entrepreneur, whatever you are, you will do it well from a whole place, right? And so I have a women's community as well. That's just my passion. I'm also a cosmetologist. I'm also a makeup artist. <laughs> I'm also it. a mom, <laughs> I love it. okay? I am an entrepreneur as well. Um, I feel like spiritually, right, in the, in the church world, I am pastor prophet, right? Right? But in the world, 
I am D. Wilford called to women. I love women. I love friendship. I love sisterhood. And I advocate for us to be healthy, whole, and prosperous. Okay? Is that good, lady? <laughs> that, that's amazing. Okay. That's amazing. And, and it really leads me into um, my first uh, talking point that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, and so you mentioned how you have so many different roles. You have so many different things that's pulling on you. Mm-hmm. How do you find the time to even invest and pour into women and, you know, develop these meaningful relationships? How do you find the time to even do that? Cause I know me myself, I'm a very busy person. Like, okay. <laughs> five days a week. Uh, I'm married to the busiest pastor in the world, the busiest man in the world, you know, in my world. So I think, you know, and I have five children and sometimes I find it difficult to really keep up with some of my friendships. That's why I don't understand how women have 10 and 15 friends because I just cannot give what needs to be given in a friendship with everything else that I have going on. So how do you do that? Like, how do you decipher that and prioritize? Like, is it, do you find it challenging? Like, what do you, what do you do? What would you suggest? Honestly, I think it depends on the season for me. Right. But what I do is I compartmentalize. All right. So I have my priority list. And here's the thing, y'all don't shoot me because I know the church may not teach this, right? My husband is not first after God I am. And so on this priority list, if I'm going to be a good wife, if I'm going to be a good mother, if I'm going to be a good hairstylist, right? I have to tend to me, right? And so my friendships are a part of me doing that. That's my village. So my friendships, my sisters, they even help me show up as a good wife because I have support and I have balance and I'm not just, you know, putting it all on him or putting it all on my family and taking it out on my children. So there's God is in me. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying that I put myself before my husband in the sense of like, you know, he's not the head I am. No, no, no. He's the head. But I know that if I don't love me well, I can't love him. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as I compartmentalize my friendships and my sister and my sisters, they hear they they all in the um they I see them pulling up. As I prioritize (laughs) them, I don't have to talk to them every day. Yeah. Right. Although I'm their friend every day, although I'm their sister every day, I don't have to talk to them every day, but I do make intentional time to make sure that I stay in touch. Now, as far as the women that I pour into, right? All right. So I I was overwhelmed at one point. I'm not going to lie. You probably understand this. You want to be there for everybody. You, you know, and not just anybody, people who deserve you and people who are worth your time. Everybody's pulling on you from every which way. I got so tired because I was talking to everyone individually. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, lady, that I was talking about the same things over and over and over. So I said, you know what? I'm not about to keep talking about the same stuff over and over and over. And then feeling like I'm overwhelmed or I'm drained or I'm running out of time. I said, I'm going to put them in a group. So it started, you know, spiritually church. Right. So I gathered my disciples. I started pouring that way. So I had my disciples. Y'all, I was Jesus. Okay. Miss Jesus. So I was Miss Jesus. I gathered my disciples um, and I was teaching and pouring into them, praying with them, um, 
even building community amongst them because that is my heart. Family is my heart. It's the heart of everything. At the every, like just it's at the center of everything that I do. Family, and so I gathered them. I had no clue. Let me say this for y'all who God is about to probably call out. Okay, I had no clue that I would end up doing um, women's community or doing anything as it related to women. That was not my plan. That was not my plan. That was not my plan. In my mind, my life is busy already, okay? I have a job. I have a man. I have a family. I have a church. And that was a lot already, right? And I have disciples. And I have mentees. And I have spiritual daughters. I don't have time. I don't have the space. But let me tell you how great God is, right? Sometimes we don't know our capacity until he puts a demand on us, right? So I was in a season. He put a demand on my life. And I literally told him, I don't know how I'm going to do it all. How am I going to do this? And he simply said, plan for it. The same way you plan for family night, the same way you plan to hang out with your friends, the same way you plan your prayer time, (laughs) the same way you have certain days that you pour into, you know, your spiritual daughters and your disciples plan for this. And so I'm like, oh Lord. Because I'm going to tell y'all right now, planning in me is not, I, I'm not, no, I need a whole book. I need a to-do list. Okay. I need an administrator. I need a manager. I need a manager for my life. Okay. Anyway, so when he started, when he called me to do it, and hopefully I'll tell y'all the whole story one day at some point, but when he called me to do it and I asked him how I was going to do it, he told me to sit down and plan. And so what I did was I planned it in such a way where I could do life because I'm a do life type person. Okay. I am not like a class to class, course to course type person. I'm a do life type person. So I created this community, right? They're part of my family. Shout out to Elevated Women. And then over here, I have the Wilfords. Okay. We are the Wilfords over here. And then over here, I have the church. Okay. So then what I do is I have certain days that I tend to certain people. And then I have my days where I shut down from the world and I tend to myself and my child. Because y'all know, goodness well, on the days that we want for ourselves, they are still around. I already had to tell him, don't come out here. Don't come out here. Don't come out here. But um, so, yeah, that's how I did it. And then I scheduled time off for me. Okay, so I have weeks where I do nothing. And sometimes I have days where I do nothing. And the good thing about doing life with people, lady, you can tell people I just don't have it today. Yeah, because it's real life. Yeah, I don't have it today. And so I need a moment. And even my mentees, they're so understanding. My disciples, they're so understanding. My friends are advocating like, girl, sit down. Like, you need to sit down. We, we agree. You, you don't have it. Today. My friends will tell me you don't have it today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I balance it. I really try to compartmentalize and just know what I'm supposed to be doing in that season. So during the pandemic, it was like, oh, community, community, right? Now ministry is back, hitting strong. Now I'm like, community, ministry. All right, we got to balance this thing out. But yeah, I hope I answered your question. You did. You did. And you helped me. You definitely answered my question. Uh, I'm compartmentalizing things. Uh, and and I'm, I'm the type of person where I have to have that structure, that structure in place, that order in place so that I can know what I'm doing on this day. Literally, everything is in my calendar. What I'm doing in the morning, what I'm doing in the afternoon, at night, where my husband's going to be on this day, what I'm doing (laughs) with the kids on this day, who's in karate on this day, like literally everything. And so I really like the piece where you said, basically, you have to be intentional about that time. You have to carve that time out. You have to make time to spend that time. And Mm -hmm. so that's good. I mean, because you it's not going to just happen 
like that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have that time. And so how would you, how important would you say that your circle is to your purpose? Because we hear the saying all the time that, you know, birds of a feather flock together, you know, and you're going to wind up doing what they're doing. One is going to wind up influencing the other. How important would you say that is? And then if you do find that you have a friend that is going in a different direction um, or you all are not on the same page anymore, like what would you say to that? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so <laughs> y'all, I compartmentalize friendships. <laughs> so let me first start by saying this. I think that your friends and your sisters, your village, they are very important um, as it relates to your life, your growth, your purpose, your assignment, your womanhood, all of the above, right? As we know, relationships are give and take. That means that they are mutual. So you need people around you that can uphold you, that can pour into you. Also those that you can pour into, that you can uphold, that understand you, that know you, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can be accountable to. Um, you need that peer level support. You need that peer level push, right? Um, Lady Vivian said it earlier. She said that God did not create us to live alone. And so with that being said, he has a plan even for your relationships. And the biggest thing that we have to understand that even though we have a purpose and that we have um, a call or assignment, there are going to be victories assigned to that, but there are also going to be wars. And the Bible says one chase a thousand, but two put 10,000 to flight, okay? And so you need friends that are not only built for your purpose, but that are also built for you for the warfare, right? Um, I compartmentalize in this way. I know my friends. I know who they are. I know what they offer. I know why they're here, okay? I still have friends from elementary school, lady, okay? My friends from elementary school, none of them are saved. They are the ratchet friends. If I pull up right now, they are outside. They are, you know, party like it's your birthday. Okay, they are, they are doing their thing. However, I'm still in connection with them. Although I'm a pastor, we still talk. Of course, they can't give me what I give them. But you better not mess with me. <laughs> you better not mess you need with to keep some me. Of them around. They, they will pull up, right? Okay, so I have those friends over there. I don't expect them to understand my purpose per se. I just feel like we have history, so that's our connection, right? And then I have my 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 adventurous, dope friends. I have my extremely spiritual friends. The friends that you like. Oh, I'm in a crisis. I know who to call. Pray, pray, pray. I have those. So I have like different types of friends. I have my creative friends. Um, and, and I, when I say that, y'all don't think I have a million friends. I don't. I'm speaking of a few people that embody all these things. Okay, let me just say that. <laughs> I'm speaking of a few people that embody all these things because I also have associates. So there's some people you may go shopping with that you may last with that you may not necessarily call when you're in a crunch right um but my my friends personally I would say that they support my purpose in such a way because they become a safeguard for me yeah right they become a a reminder for me of who I am who I need to be how I need to show up but then not only that I can be human with my friends you know, lady, we're in ministry, right? And so, whereas it's not more about my purpose more than it is about my person with my friends because they, although they push my purpose, they pray it through, they intercede, they are here for my personhood, right? Mm -hmm. And so if the person is well, this is something I believe the purpose will be fulfilled. And so they are around me, they're in my life to make sure that the person is good, right? So that when I show up to do whatever God is calling me to do, I'm going to show up in excellence and kill it.
Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's basically what I think about my friends as it relates to my purpose. And you do need friends that understand where God is taking you. You need friends to understand where you are in your life. And you need friends that aren't afraid to challenge you, but also friends that will get down in the gutter and sit down there with you if you can't get up. Right. And so, um, yeah, my friends are a great big part of my purpose. And I think that they, for anybody, if you have friends, your friends need to ride with you. And you also have friends, you know what, let, let me say this one more thing that <laughs> will take your purpose. Okay. And treat your vision. Like it's their own. I have friends that will carry it. I'm talking about like, y'all, I, I want to create glitter from heaven. They're like, well, let's build the ladder, sis. <laughs> let's go get it, sis. And hello, Jesus. Jesus, we're coming up. <laughs> Just know the squad is coming up. I call my friends D squad, right? D squad is coming up. So then you also have those friends that will also help carry and manifest your vision. So you see what I mean? Like we have different friends. I love Everybody it. ain't doing all that. I love it. You, you are exciting me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I love, you have to, you have to. And I like how you said you have to have those friends that are concerned about your person, right? Aside from the title, aside from everything that you have to be to everybody else, how is Vivian? Like, how are you doing today? <laughs> you know, you have to have that because sometimes in, in our position, you know, and, and even those that may be watching, so you may sometimes feel like nobody understands Vivian, you know, and so you and then you develop those different outlets that are not healthy if you don't have those friends, you know, that can minister to that and that can understand your nakedness, you know, yeah. the friends that you can be vulnerable with. Like you said, I'm not feeling it today you know, and those friends that can understand you wherever you are. I used to struggle with because I have different, you know, sets of friends as well. Um, even as you describe, and I used to struggle with, should I be bringing them together? Like on birthday dinners? Like, should I have different dinners for the different set of friends? And I do, I tried to bring them together, you know, and it was all right, but I felt like my, my hood friends couldn't really be who they wanted to be because yeah. of my church friends, you know? And, and, and so I, me personally, I would do it sometimes together sometimes together sometimes with all of us but then separately uh, I think it kind of worked uh, better but you need that you need somebody even as the Bible speaks of Mary and Elizabeth when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice her baby leaped like who's making your baby leap who even as you said that's excited about your dreams and your visions as much as you are. And they're not concerned about you're doing better than them. They're not concerned about that, right? Who is that friend that can support you unselfishly? A yep. lot of women don't have that. If we could be honest, a lot of women don't have that. Who makes your baby leap? You know, mm -hmm. who's excited about your dreams and your visions and your aspirations just as much as you? Who is that friend that can encourage you and build you up? And then also thinking about it in our, who, who are you doing that to? Because a lot of times we can want that from people, but let's talk about reciprocity in friendships, right? Because it's very real, you know, and it's very necessary because you don't want to always feel like you're the one that's giving and giving and giving. Now, I do believe that friendships go through seasons. There may be a season where you're doing the one, where you're the one that's doing most of the pouring, right? Absolutely. But then when you need to be poured into and encouraged and 
built up, that friend should be there and not lost and nowhere to, to be found, right? Absolutely. Because we all know, and that's what we're going to get into, which I want to go to next, is when you become damaged in friendships, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some ways where, you know, yes, it's good to have these great friendships, these meaningful friendships where it's reciprocated, you know, where you're getting back what you're giving out, you're getting that support and you both make each other's babies leap and there's mm -hmm. no competition, you know, in the perfect world that it, it's just nothing, nothing is wrong, even though we know that there's always something, but mm -hmm. let's just talk about when there is damage that has taken place in a friendship. Number one, let's talk about this demon, jealousy. Because My God. it's real, it's very real. How would you address a perceived jealousy in a friendship? Because I'm gonna tell you, I had a friend that I was friends with for a very long time. And I've told this before, you know, I didn't, everybody that knew me, like my mother, my family, when she would come around, they would tell me, she is jealous of you. That is not your friend. She is not supporting you. She want everything you got, you know? And I didn't see it because my thing is this, if I have it, it's yours. And I want to see you be your best self. So if you want to drive the same type of car I got, go ahead. We friends. If you want yes. to live in the same community, you. but she was trying to keep up, you know, so much so where it became envy, you know, and mm -hmm. it was jealousy. And mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to accept that because it's like, I want to see you win just like I want right. to see myself win. But what if you're not seeing the same thing reciprocated in that friend and you see that there's jealousy? Like, have you ever been there? Like, how would mm -hmm. you deal with that? First of all, let's go back to the person, right? How whoever I am internally, right? This is all I have to offer a relationship. And sometimes when you're meeting people, you don't really know what they have to offer until you journey with them a little bit. That's why I always say like, hey, when you're making friends, take some time in building and get to know the person before you give them a title. Right. I'm very careful of that. And I'm going to tell you why. Some people, I think when we start thinking of like jealousy and things of that nature, if you're a giver or if you're the type of person, I'm just like you, if you're the type, per, a type of person where all you want to do is see them win or you'll give them anything. Baby, you like my hair? You can have this wig. You, you like my nails? I will pop them off and I will give you my nails, right? If you're that type of person, it is very painful, right, to think that someone is your friend or your sister and then to find out that internally they have ill will towards you, okay? Now, lady, I have this thing where I can always discern envy right off the bat. I think when I was younger, I don't think I could, but now I discern it right off the bat, right? And if I can be honest, it's something that makes you uncomfortable when you realize it because, again, you're thinking, I'm a giver, I'm a giver, I'm a giver. But the truth of the matter is something that I had to realize. And if you're on here, I really want you to take this in, internally, internalize this because it's going to help you. Number one, her jealousy has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with who she thinks she's not, right? Mm -hmm. You do not have to 
take any abuse. You don't have to take any ill treatment. You don't have to take any disrespect, any slight, any nothing. Because people that are jealous, it always starts off really small and, and you'll see it in smaller ways before they're bold enough to show it, right? And so in understanding that this is a you issue, I think for me, when I, I experienced it one time with somebody who I was really close to, um, this was years ago. And I was so excited because I had, I was opening up my little, I was starting a, a beauty business and I was getting my little cute uh, studio together, y'all. And I could tell she, I called her, I said, yeah, come help me do all this. So she came down from where she lived to help me set up everything to take pictures of my clients and all this kind of stuff. But I could feel her shade. Right. And I'm like, you, I know you lying. You, this can't be what I'm feeling from you. Not because, not because I, I'm really good to you. Right. Like this can't be what I'm feeling. So anyway, make a long story short, I could tell like her energy was just off. Well, y'all, before I can go to her, she ended up calling me the next day. She ended up calling me the next day and she's still close to me to this day, but matter of fact, but she's calling me the next day and she was like, I got to confess something to you. So I was like, what is it? She was like, I'm so envious of you. I feel like you got this going for you. I feel like you got that going for you. And she was like, I want to repent. Now, y'all, this type of friend gave me the opportunity to talk through it with her. So I had to tell her, I don't care how you felt. I don't appreciate the energy that you brought into my moment. That's number one. So I get to tell you how I feel about how you handle my moment. But then I also can sympathize with you and show some grace for, for this type of friend, because some don't do this. For this type of friend, I can show you some grace to say, hey, I understand that you're envious and this has more to do with what you're not doing or what you don't have the courage to do and or how you feel your life is not more than it does me. So this is actually between you and God. OK, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do you a favor and I'm not going to take it personal, but I need you to understand this. I can't be extremely close to somebody who envies me. So this is something that you need to work out if you want us to be close. There is no way that you can really be friends with somebody that envy you or somebody that is jealous of you because their heart is impure towards you, even though the issue is not about you. And so with that being said, it's almost like you're welcoming the enemy in. So I can't give you my vulnerability. And vulnerability is a sign that you have a true friend. If I can't be vulnerable with you, you're not my friend. You cool. You sis, I guess, or whatever. But we're, you're not my friend because I can't be vulnerable with you because if I give you my weaknesses, you'll use them against me. And you'll look for things to criticize. You'll look for parts of my life to come for. And I can't afford that because the truth of the matter is, if you're going to be my friend, I need to be imperfect with you. I need to be vulnerable. I need to not be who everybody else think I am. But I can't be that with you because the truth of the matter is when people are jealous of you, they're waiting for you to fall. They're waiting for something to happen in your marriage. They're waiting for something to fall apart. And you know what, lady? I know you can. I know. Oh, I know you about to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People hate the way people love us, even being pastor's wives. You have friends that will dislike because they'll be like, oh, they're so pressed for you. When people start talking like that, I'm like, yeah. But if they were pressed for you, you'd be quiet. <laughs> Lady, I know you hear me. But if they were honoring you, you would be quiet. If they were liking your post, you wouldn't care. You would be quiet. And so. Y'all, jealousy manifests in many different ways. And a lot of times, y'all, I want y'all to really hear me. It will manifest in the person that comes in your life. I am here for you. And they seem like they're there to pick you up. They seem like they're the friend that God sent. They seem like they want to be your strength. They want to be your intercessor. Because, girl, I got your back. They seem like that. But let me tell you when they show their head, when you start healing, 
When you find out who you are, when you start ascending, what happens? Those very friends that was like, girl, I'm here for you. I love you. I got your back. Those demons cannot help but to respond. Okay? Jealousy is a demon. It is. It's a very dark force that causes you to covet someone else's life almost as unto hatred. Mm. You will hate them for what they have because you want it. You will hate them for what they have. And then you'll try to downplay what they have the whole time wanting it. And so anyway, so ladies, so this particular woman, I dealt with her and we worked through it. Right. And you know what I did? I said, I'm going to reverse this thing because I know you need love. You need affirmation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to support you into healing. And I did that. But then I had other people that I would come in contact with that would just envy me for, like, it would just be no reason. I just wanted to be friends. One of my friends is here now, Vicky. She experienced this with me. I just came to a new place. I just wanted friends and people were just envying me because of who they thought I was, not even realizing that I came to heal, right? That's another thing. Jealousy blinds people from seeing where you really are, right? But it shows them your potential. It shows them your capacity. Mm. It shows them how great you are, baby. They don't miss that. They didn't miss that you that you're barely making it. Okay, <laughs> they, they, they miss that you need strength, but they see how great you're going to be, and that spirit in them says, mm -mm, "We got to shut her down because I'm intimidated that she's going to take what I think belongs to me." Not realizing that I can't take anything from you if it belongs to me. It simply doesn't belong to you, sweetheart. So there's nothing I can do about that. And so in these other situations, I had to make a decision. Some people don't know how to take you really having blatant conversations with them. And I'm a, and I'm going to be a, I'm a direct person, yeah. right? They can't take that. And so of course, when you talk to them about it, they're going to downplay like, that's not what it is. I don't have a problem with you. That, that's what I got from mm -hmm. certain people. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with you. I love you. I support you. And when you can see through people, I'm just looking like, I tried to give this girl the opportunity to come clean, right? I tried to give you the opportunity, Ooh, but you really, yeah, you, you, you're, you're envying me and I'm giving I'm you the opportunity. I'm trying to be quiet. I'm trying to be good, but Lady, go ahead, good. jump in. Go ahead. Uh -uh, no, this okay. is good. Keep going. So I'm trying to give you the opportunity to come clean. I don't have a problem with you, but I do want to repent because I know I might've come off that way. No, sis, you're, you're jealous. You didn't come off that way. Coming off that way could mean I was having a bad day and didn't realize how I showed up because I was kind of like just in my own world. No, you didn't come off that way. You are that way. You're focused on me. You hate what I'm doing. You hate who I am. You hate what, I, what you think I have and you want it. That's not coming off that way, right? And so in those situations, I had to realize two things. I know you want to be friends. I had to tell myself like, and this hurts, but I didn't like, I don't, I didn't like that. I'm like, I just wanted to be your friend. You know, I thought you were cool. I, and here's the thing. You go and see in their capacity too. You go and see in their potential. I used to be heartbroken. I was telling Vicky one day, I was like, Vicky, I just want to be these people's friend. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to intimidate these people. She said, girl, that's not your problem. <laughs> like, that's my friend. She said, girl, that is not your problem. But anyway, so I had to realize like, okay, you're in denial. We cannot be friends because you'll lie to me. A yeah. friend will say, you know what, I jealous, I'm jealous of you and I don't know why. A friend would say, I don't even know. I don't know how to make it stop. I wanted to stop. The other girl that I'm telling y'all about, she was in tears, lady. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't want to envy you. You're my sister. What is wrong with me? I was like, it's not about me. You don't love you. Yeah. And I said, will you allow me to walk with you and love you? 
Mm. As you learn to love yourself. She's one of the closest people to me to date. This, this person I'm talking about. Literally. But these other people, y'all, I had to identify them and I had to take a step back. What I tell y'all earlier about compartmentalizing? Yes. Compartmentalizing, there are levels to this. Okay? So then you, I have the front row seat all the way back to the 80th seat in my life. I'm sorry. If you're jealous of me, you're going to row 90 and that don't even exist in my life, right? So I'm going to be cordial with you, but there's no way we can be friends. Y'all, I'm telling you right now, I tried it. I tried to be nice and it was over dumb stuff. It wasn't even over anything big. Like you're jealous over things. And I'm, I think that the part that will bother me is you really think that I have something that you don't have and all you see is what you see. <laughs> you yeah. don't know. You know, and the sad thing is I can't trust you with the real me because you don't love me because you don't love yourself. But it goes back to healthy womanhood. How can I love you for real? I mean, holy, if I don't really love myself. And that's why I push it because I feel like women, we are taught to give, right? We are, we are taught to nurture. We are taught to be loyal. We are taught to show up for everyone else. And then we hit these roads where it's like, but what about me? Has anybody ever had that? But what about me? But what about me? And the truth of the matter is, yes, God is gonna staff your life. Yes, he's gonna give you a village, but you have to understand that those same qualities that other people benefit from in your life, those same qualities, he's got putting you for you too and so just as loyal as you are to other women god has given you the grace to be loyal to you as well and a part of being loyal to you is knowing what you deserve and what's below you a jealous friend is below you maybe we don't want to say it's her we'll say the spirit the spirit of jealousy is below you and so if she decides to keep that then she's got she has to suffer the consequences with the spirit that she embodies and that's that go ahead sis Oh my goodness. Oh, all of these jewels that you are dropping. Oh my, I have so much that I can say from what you have said. Like I, I, I just cannot like you, you literally have people jealous of you of, for something that you didn't even ask for. And to be honest, sometimes you don't even want it. <laughs> Right. And they don't even realize and understand what you're doing to continue to make it. And they're jealous of you. And sometimes I found that people don't really like you and don't really want to be that close to you, but they're afraid to be your enemy. And so because they know what you're capable of. And so they try to act like they're still your friend or they try mm -hmm. to act like they're still supporting mm -hmm. you and they're in your corner but they're doing that because they they know that they it ain't gonna make no sense for them mm -hmm. to be your enemy you know mm -hmm. and some people really do hate how other people love you mm -hmm. and it's so sad and it just speaks to and you you hit the nail on the head they don't love themselves but here's the thing people have to be honest with themselves you have to be honest with yourself I'm not secure in who I am. That's what it stems from. A lot of them are, they don't love themselves. They are not secure in who they are and they don't really know who they are because if they knew who they were, I don't have a reason to be jealous of you because of, of who God has called me to be. So I can celebrate you in your season. I can applaud you in all that you're doing and I want you to be the best you. I don't want you to be the person that's broken. I can celebrate you even when you're being healed, you know, because you have 
some people that'll that'll be your friend while you're broken, even as you said. But once you're healed, right, they can be your friend when you don't know who you are. But when you know who you are, you know, and you're walking in that, you know, then now they're, they're envious and jealous. And now you're above them. They can celebrate you and be your friend while you're on the same level as them. But mm -hmm. once you surpass them, they don't want nothing else to do with you. And it's like, at the end of the day, we all still need genuine friends, but they cannot, whoever it is, you know, that may, and nobody wants to admit to that. Nobody wants to be honest. Most people don't want to be honest and say, I'm jealous of you. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And I found this out. You got somebody that don't like you and they don't really know why they don't like you. It's because they are jealous. Mm -hmm. I, I, they don't know why it's because they're jealous and they don't love themselves for who they are. Right. And so number one, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest if you're suffering from that, because guess what? Everybody, somebody has been there at some point in their life where they're jealous or they're envious, or you're wondering like, God, why are they continuing to win? And I haven't won yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't want to celebrate them because I'm not doing nothing worth celebrating. Even as you said, it helps you to look at yourself to see what do I need to do? But if you're not willing to be honest with yourself or if that person is not willing to be honest with theirself, themselves, then it's nothing there. Because if you're going to act like it, I had a conversation with you. I picked up on you being jealous or envious. I'm here for you, sis. I love you. I want to see the best come out of you. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. Really? <laughs> Really? So you gonna tell me my Holy Ghost off right now? Cause I know it ain't. Right. You know. So so how do you help that person? And you said how you you walked with her. What does that look like? So somebody on this live may have somebody that's jealous of them, and you feel that jealous. Guess what? We can pick up when energy is off. I don't care what they say with their mouth. You can pick up when somebody's energy is off. Okay. And so you pick it up, you know, and you know it. How do you deal with that? How do you walk with that? That takes maturity. That yeah. takes maturity on a whole nother level for me to know that. And it takes real love. I'm going to say that it takes real love because I love you enough to see you beyond this fault. I love you enough to see you beyond this demon that's trying to overtake you. Right. And so yeah. I'm going to walk with you in your healing process. But first, you got to realize that you're wounded and you sick. Mm -hmm. So how do you walk with somebody in that process? Like, what did that look like? Well, first of all, the fact that she was able to be honest for me, what it did was it let me into the part of her that the enemy wanted to isolate. And that's how jealous people, that's how they become more dark, more jealous, because it's almost, it's, it's almost like it's a meditation, right? And so I won't tell you about it, but I'm constantly coveting you on the inside. I'm constantly envying you on the inside. It's like a, it's like a perverted admiration. And so one of the things that I had to really just be real with my sister and say, the truth of the matter is you admire me, right? That's the truth. You admire me, but you don't know how to respect who I am and it not take away from you. So we had to have a conversation to say, hey, 
what is going on inside of you? Like, do you hate yourself? Right. And I don't think that what everybody is able to, I'm not going to lie to you. Some people are just like, baby, you envy me. You got to go. I totally get it. If that's your capacity, y'all don't try to do this. All right. I think that what helped me maneuver through it is because I counsel women through it as a leader. I have to pass the women through it. I have to mentor women through it. Right. And so being with her, like I, I literally, I pray. First of all, I pray because it's going to hurt you. I know that we say, okay, it's really her problem, but not yours. It's going to hurt you if you really love her. And if people just, they, if, if, if you're, I guess, experiencing this same thing over and over, it's like, when's somebody gonna love me? Good God, I'm tired, of her. I'm hurt. When is it, why all y'all gotta turn out like this, right? So you're hurt. Um, but I had to ask her a question like, what is really going on with you? Because this person, she's very fashionable. She dressed nice. She walks into the room. She's going to command your attention. What is happening with you? And she literally, she had to open up to me. This is the only way I can help her. And she said, no matter what I do, you still have the X factor. And I said, what do you mean? The X factor. She was like, you're so confident in who you are. And I had to let her know, right? that me being confident in who I am, that was a journey. So when you met me, I had grown to a place where I was confident, but I had not always been that way. And I even had to share and be transparent with her to let her know like, hey, I've struggled with self-hate. Hey, I've struggled with low self-esteem. Hey, I've struggled with low self-worth. And if we would be honest, jealousy will present itself to anyone, mm -hmm. especially when you're down. It'll, it'll present itself to me and you. Envy will present itself to me or you to say, hey, covet what she has or feel some type of way, right? Because you don't have what she has. And sometimes people don't see it as jealousy. But if you sit around and feel like everybody winning but me, be careful. That's a door. Envy will slip in, right? Be careful. Everybody got a man but me. Y'all, it don't start out as, as full-blown jealousy. But again, that's a door. Look at my friend. I, I wish I had her body shape or her life. That's a door, right? And so what I had to help her understand was there was a door that you opened for this to happen with us because I know for a fact you love me because I I discerned the hearts of people. And what I discerned about her when I first met her was, yeah, you, you, you a little, you're a little two-faced. But if you're riding for somebody, you're riding for them. And so she realized that she opened up the door because we both had the same profession, right? So we both had the same career. And her thing was, you're thriving at something. And in our career, hair and makeup, this is a competitive career, right? And so she felt like she was behind the curve. So what I had to help her realize, lady, was you might be, but it's not because of me. Yeah. yeah. Right? And she realized, oh, I'm not actually putting the work in to do. And that's another thing. People see where you are, but they don't know the work you had to put in to be where you are. They don't know when you suffer. They don't know the sacrifices. They don't know what, what it costs you to heal, what it costs you to be delivered, what it costs you to grow, right? And I had to let her know, baby, let, let me tell you this, okay? What you want is a TV dinner. What I am is Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Easter, New Year. <laughs> That's the dad. Okay, okay, I I'm a feast. And the reason why I am is because it takes time for that turkey. It takes time for those greens. It takes time. For you you want to oh be a lean cuisine, huh? 
Oh like, my literally, goodness. just being honest with your friends, baby, it's not happening overnight. And so what I told her was, as long as you choose you, I'll choose you. And even when you don't, I'll choose you, even if it's from a distance. I'm sorry, but I, I just had to put it out there. I had to put it out there, right? But in our journey, it, it like it, it's almost as if things shifted. She got a therapist. Yeah. It wasn't all on me. I didn't have to be a therapist to my friend. She got a therapist. She joined this community where um, they, they walk through like mental issues and or emotional issues and family issues, which we then realized what lady she had issues with her mom. And then there were certain things about me that reminded her of her mom. And then there was some, you, you, cause yeah. if you have issues with your mom, your grandmother, your sister's baby, every other woman that come in your life, you're going to see her through that lens, right? She had to realize she was seeing me through the wrong lens. And here's the thing y'all to be honest, we can help our friends, but when I'm not your leader, if I'm not your therapist, if I'm not your mentor, I'm here to support you through the journey and love you through it. I'm really not here to lead you through the journey because that is not fair to me as a friend to have to lead other people, mentor other people and drag every friend that I have along. No, I'll give you wisdom. And that's what I did. And we journeyed and we took it very slow to the point where I had a birthday celebration and she came up to me and was like, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. Like she had a moment and I will never forget tears came down my eyes. And she was like, the truth of the matter is you deserve the best. And I want to be the type of woman that deserves the best because I don't feel like I deserve the best. And then that's what hit the nail on the head. What hit the nail on the head, she felt like I was deserving of something that she did not deserve. And so as her friend, every birthday, I pulled up for her. Every time it was time to honor her, I pulled up. Because y'all know what, what the real problem was? Nobody had ever celebrated her for real. Nobody had ever honored her for real. And so she come into my world, and this little cute little young first lady, People who don't even like me, you up here jealous. You're jealous of people who only want to be popular by association. You are jealous of people who are opportunists who really probably want my man. Are you kidding me, right? So you're jealous of these people. I'm like, baby, you want it? You can have them. But she had to realize like, oh my God, this is what it's like to be loved. Wow. And so the greatest gift that I could ever give her was love. The greatest gift that I could ever give her was, I know this is who you are and I choose to love you anyway. Y'all, let me tell you, love will transform you. Love will shift you. Love will heal you. Love will secure you. Love will literally lift you out of the lowest place. And that's what I did for her. And God kept saying, place more honor on her. Let her know that you believe in her. Let her know. And now this particular person, my blood sister rock with her. My best friends, they know her. They rock with her. And we honor her. And all she needed was somebody to genuinely honor her. And you know what she said? You know what she said to me recently? Thank you for teaching me how to honor and celebrate myself and others. She said, you taught me how to honor. And she will tell you to this day, I can never say that God is not real because you've been him in my life. You've allowed God to love me through you because you should have hated me and walked away because really you shouldn't have been able to trust me. You know, that was her perspective. Like you shouldn't have been able to trust me, but thank you for loving me. And to this day, y'all, she will give me anything. She's like, no, you're, I'm the goat to her just because I loved her so well that now she can give me anything. And at this point in her life, y'all, she's so fabulous. She's so fabulous that she, she don't envy people. She like envy you for what girl? I don't want your awards. Cause that's what you got to really think about. 
I'm envying you, lady. I don't know your wars. I'm not stepping mm-hmm. into your battlefield. No, baby. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You stay over there. I'm going to stay over here. We're going to lock arms. And she always laughs because she'd be like, girl, I'm not no TV dinner no more. Because <laughs> I told her, you want to be a link with me. And I am very, like, my my friends here, my, my sisters here as well, they will tell you, like, I do a lot of things through humor. Because I like to make light of moments, not to dismiss the seriousness of it, but to let you know that I don't hate you. So I kept calling her Lean Cuisine. I'm like, hey, Lean Cuisine. She's like, stop calling me that. I'm going to be at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to be at Thanksgiving dinner. I am always messing with people, right? And so, y'all, it was love. And so if you have a friend that has been transparent with you, y'all, love her through it. And give her what she thinks you have, right? And the truth of the matter is, lady, I really didn't receive as much honor as I needed. I wasn't being celebrated like she thought, but I was still able to celebrate her. I was still able to honor her. I'm still able to this day to affirm her. And that's all some women need that, you know, struggle with envy is a little affirmation. And that's honestly, too, why I do what I do. Because I'm like, hey, if we can show you how powerful you are, you won't look at what I have. You'll be focused on your lane while I'm focused on my lane. And baby, sometimes we'll collaborate and we'll drive in each other's lanes and share. But Yeah. yeah, so that's how that journey went. I love that. I absolutely love your transparency and your realness. You are helping so many people that is on this podcast because, I mean, (laughs) to have the love of Christ, the agape love, right? The unconditional love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love is so powerful, Like we don't realize and recognize how powerful love really is. Like you can really love the hell out of people. Mm -hmm. You can love, I mean, and you have to love them where they are. But the key ingredient, the first prerequisite, like even in helping someone to overcome this is they first have to recognize that they have the problem. If you have somebody that cannot admit to it, and you have taken it to them, I, I just, I, I don't know that there is much help if they can't realize that they have a problem, right? If you don't realize that you have a sickness, then you don't believe that you need medicine to heal you because you don't believe that you're sick in, in the first place. So you're not gonna come to the doctor for medicine or for healing because you don't wanna admit that you're sick. And so we have to, they have to admit, and if we've been there, have to be able to admit that we are sick with whatever it is that you're sick with so that you can get the healing that you need because God wants us to have meaningful relationships. Lady, I had so much more that I wanted to talk about, but we've already been on here an hour, but you have been blessing like seriously. I mean, (laughs) Being able to, and that that love keeps sticking out to me because we're so quick to write people off. Mm-hmm. We're so quick to write people off, right? But what if God wrote us off as quick as we write other people off, you know, because of something that they did to us or something that, you know, we didn't like, you know? And that's why I also like the fact that you have to be able to have those hard conversations. hmm In these relationships, ladies, 
you have to have these hard conversations, you know, and you got to be willing to, I mean, if, if they, you take it to them and they don't accept it, whatever that you still have to make sure that you do what you need to do as a friend, never mind what they admit to, but you have to make sure that you are doing what you need to do. And one of the things I also like that you said, you have to realize what lane you're in, right? Because the truth of the matter is, is that somebody's ministry or lane will impact the whole world. And you may just impact your few that the Lord has given you. But you can't be upset and jealous at me because this is what God has called me to, right? You know, and, and this may be what God has called you to, but you have to realize that and be okay with that. Be okay with what God has. You have to be okay with the little that God has entrusted you with, right? And make impact even with that and not covet and be envious of somebody else because of what God has entrusted them. They just trying to please God at the end of the day. I just want to do what God has called me to do. And that's what I, I just want to please God. I don't want nobody to be jealous of me. That's why my heart goes out that even the, the girl, the woman of God, your friend that came to you, you know, and said that I'm not jealous anymore. That made me almost want to weep. Mm -hmm. seriously because it lets me know that she got her healing and you loved her through that but first she recognized that that was a problem you know but she received she walked through that healing process you know because she was damaged and it spoke to something deeper that was going down on the inside of her that you probably wouldn't have known about if you would not have addressed it the way that you did Mm -hmm. You know, she, she wasn't used to anybody celebrating her. And so as a friend, you have to celebrate others, you know, and we can be so used to people celebrating us in certain positions. And it's like it with your friends, you need to make sure you celebrate them as well. That, that is so good. Oh my goodness. We, <laughs> this, this is just amazing. All right. I got to throw this one in here and then we're going to get off because okay. I just want, I want to get your take because I, I love your wisdom. I love your grace and all of this. And so how would you deal with, because this happens a lot in friendship, and I think this is probably one of the ultimate, and I think jealousy can lead to this, is when you have to deal with betrayal in friendship, mm -hmm. when that trust is broken, right? Maybe they're lying on you, they're gossiping about you, they're one way in your face, but then they got three and four other faces when they with somebody else. How do you deal with that? And is, is that something that you can come back from? Even if they admit it, is that something that, that you can come back from? Like, will they fall back in that again? Do I got to continue to keep my guards up? Because you, if you lied over here, you're going to lie again. So how do you deal with that? And can you come back from betrayal or broken trust? Now, y'all... <laughs> I am this is the last one. <laughs> okay, y'all, let me say this. Let me put this out there, okay? I believe in grace. I'm a very gracious woman. Yeah. Okay? But I'm just going to put it out there. Lord, how do I want to say this? Just say, it. okay. All right, I do not believe that your real friends have your real friends have the capacity to do that. Mm. When that happens, 
that is actually God, in my opinion. You find out that's him revealing to you who is who. Mm. I do not believe, I'm going to say it again, that your real friends will ever do that. And so there is no coming back because you reveal we had nothing. Mm. And so if we're going to build something in the future, when you're delivered and you repent to me in front of the people you talk to me about and you tell me what you said in front of those people and those people see you look stupid and off you, wherever you did it, you apologize to me. We ain't going to have nothing. We're not even going to have an association. Like we're not going to be associated at all. I'm not going to hate you. I'll be cordial, but I am so sorry. If you have the capacity to skew my name, if you have the capacity to lie on me, if you have the capacity to intentionally make me look bad, even if you're telling the truth, You were never my friend. There is nothing that we're returning back to. The Bible says a real friend sticks closer than a brother. That means, baby, you could have committed a crime. And we in court together and you going to jail. I won't utter it to a soul. Wow. You could betray me. And I still won't tell your business. I keep, listen, I'm keeping secrets right now in ministry and friendship of people who I could blast and make them look like a fool, but you have to have integrity, right? I am sorry. Having integrity and or not is a deal breaker. Those are not your friends. Your friends are not double tongued towards you. And I need you to understand that it's really, again, not about you. Nobody can trust them. I don't even trust people that talk to me about people that, especially if I don't know you, that's a red flag for me. Y'all know them red flags? Baby, you mean to tell me that you've been hanging around Jessica all these years, yet you're making certain comments to me about her? I don't, it ain't Jessica that I'm looking at, baby. It's you. You are nuts. Please get away from me. You are not okay. You're nuts, right? And even with my friends, say if I went to, because I have Amber and Vicky here, say if I went to Amber and was like, I, you know, I really didn't talk to Vicky because she offended me. My friend is not going to be like, yeah, because I don't like her anyway. What, what Amber's going to say is, oh, she did. Oh, yeah, I understand how that happened. Go and talk to her. Work it out with her. You know what I'm saying? No, we're, we're not friends. You betray me. Guess what? You chose whatever you chose. Yeah. I always tell people, when it, if you are ever in limbo and you're trying to choose, choose if you're going to be on their side or mine, choose them. Because <laughs> anybody who's for me, I need them to know. I need them to be 100% sure, secure, and I need people, if you're with me, to speak well as me. And even if you have something bad to say about me, say it to my face. Yeah. And that's the type of friend that I am, lady. Mm-hmm. If I got something bad to say about you, they'll never hear it. I will never cross you in that way. I will never expose you in that way. I don't care if they have pictures of your boobs out and your legs spread wide. Do not talk about my friend to me. I will rip you to shreds. If she needs to be restored, she'll be restored over here. If she needs to be healed, she'll be healed over here. If she needs to be rebuked, where will she be rebuked? Over here. Mind your business. Yeah. You know, so that's just my take. Because I just, I, I have a hard time believing that we ever had anything for you to do that. So that means you were acting the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, what do you think about it, lady? That's what no, I want to know. Agreed. I, I agree. That That is an absolute an ultimate deal breaker for me. Um, If there is no trust in a relationship, there is no real relationship. That that even just goes even with marriage. If there is no trust 
it's hard to have a relationship with someone that you do not trust, where you have to constantly look over your back, you know, you, and you cannot be vulnerable. It just goes back to your point in the beginning. If, if, if you cannot be vulnerable with this person, because you don't know whether they're going to take, you know, your weaknesses and blast it to somebody, you don't know, you can't trust them with your weaknesses. You know, and so if you can't be vulnerable with them, if you cannot trust them, then I cannot call you a friend. I cannot. But even as you said, I'm still I can still love you. I can still be cordial with you. But you're going to be in row uh, 69. You ain't going to be on, on the front row seat of my you life. You know, you have to be very selective of who you allow to be close in your life. You have to be select. You cannot be so desperate that you're allowing somebody that you know is not your friend to remain in a front seat in your life. And they've shown you time and time and time after again, but because you're so desperate, you allow them to stay there, right? And you've seen the snakish ways in them. And then you get mad when they bite you, but you knew they were a snake already because they already proved it to you. But because you're so desperate to have somebody close to you or to say, I got a BFF or I got this friend, I got this circle. No, you need to check it and you need to be real with yourself. Because for me, I don't know about you that are listening, but for me, some things are just deal breakers and I'm still going to love you. I'll get over it. I may have been hurt, but I'm going to heal from it. You've got to heal from it because if you don't heal from it, you'll allow it to spill over in other relationships, right? And people that are sent by God to be close to you and to help get you to a place you need to be in God, right? You won't allow them because of the past hurt that you had and you haven't dealt with it and you've been damaged. You've been damaged, but you haven't dealt with it. You have to get the healing that you need. You have to be honest. You got to be honest with yourself, right? You have to love yourself first. You cannot be so desperate that you're allowing people to take residence in your life that do not deserve to be there. I'm sorry. I just read. I would rather ride alone until the Lord send me some real friends than to have some imposters that are posing to be friends and they're biting me every time I turn my back. So as we close, we're done. Thank you all so much. I pray that you were blessed on tonight, but I want you to minister real quick to a woman that has been struggling to make those connections with other women, maybe because they've been damaged, you know, or whatever the case, whatever they've gone through, uh, or maybe just don't know how, how would you minister to that woman that's struggling to make those connections? Because we've already established this, that connections with other women, it's of God. We need to have those meaningful connections. You know, they're beneficial to our overall health, well-being and purpose and all of that good stuff, right? And so how would you minister to that woman that is struggling to make those connections? Well, the first thing I want to say is to all of you, whoever is here, if you are dealing with this, I want you to really think to yourself, number one, why is it? I'm sorry. Okay. I want Go ahead. To, say that. I want Go to ahead. cut you off real quick because I got to okay. say this. Okay. Drop her 
uh, ways to receive money in the comment section because I'm pretty sure that somebody wants to sow into this word, into this these jewels that she has been dropping, this wisdom. Oh my goodness. It has been so much wisdom. We're going to drop that in the comment section and go ahead and sow into her life, please, ladies. So this is a free podcast, but we cannot even re begin to repay her for the amount of wisdom and the amount of knowledge that she has given us on tonight. So we dropped that in the comment section. And if you all want to at your will, please be a blessing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So let me say this first, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little correction first, just because I really want to put this out there because this really bothers me i don't like that we've been trained to forgive men after dogging us we let them back in the door over and over uh we've been trained to allow them to drag us through the mud we will forgive them yet not talk to our best friend ever again and she didn't technically betray us it was just a disagreement and or argument right here's the thing y'all <laughs> We got to come to Jesus. <laughs> let, let me tell you, that's the first thing we got to do. We, we got to come to Jesus and we have to really consider what is happening in our lives to the point where we are harder on our own kind than we are on men. The truth of the matter is this, this is where we're going to start. The reason why you're harder on me is because you're hard on you. And the reason why it's difficult for you to even receive me it's definitely because somebody hurt you. I'm not saying that they didn't. It's definitely because, you know, you were mishandled and you were mistreated. It's definitely because of that. But you have to realize that these things happen to me, but I don't have to become these things. Something that I've realized on my journey, ladies, and that's y'all correction over, but we, what, I, what, I, what I'm basically, don't be forgiving him and then looking at me and not receiving me because you received him, huh? I ain't cheat. All right, now let's get into the other stuff. What I realized, lady, is that when we are mistreated, however we're treated, especially in your formative years, this is what teaches you how to treat yourself, okay? It controls your lens. It controls how you see you, how you see other people, how you hear, how you internalize. Like, whatever your life experience is, it controls that part of you. I want you to understand that as a woman, you have the power to break chains in your own life. You have power, right, to cancel and to dismantle voices and generational curses and also cycles of self-hate and cycles of self-loathing. You have the power, I need you to really hear me, to break this. And I want to tell you what's been happening because once I tell you, you're going to make a decision to stop. When, you, when you're unhealed and you meet new women that have the capacity to help you, but you reject them, you are literally teaming up with your adversary. You're teaming up with your accuser against you. And then what happens is you begin punishing yourself. So you take on, you, you mom, mom, you broke me, right? I'm going to go ahead. Now I'm going to take the baton and punish me. Grandma, you punished me, right? Now, now I'm going to take the baton and, I, and I'm going to punish me just like you did, right? You have to understand that this is not a cycle of me trying to protect myself. This is the enemy having me in a cycle of more damage, right? And not only is he using you, he is using me to do it. And so what I want to say is we have to step out and release and get and, and literally evict the enemy that we've partnered with to destroy ourselves. Isolation is destruction. It's a weapon of the enemy. And he will destroy you with isolation, right? Here's the thing. I know you think you're protecting yourself. I know it. 
I know you think you're protecting yourself, but you're really just teaming up with the people that broke you to break yourself more. Okay. If I, if I've been hurt and I've been pushed into this corner and I stay in this corner, then I gave you power to keep me down. I gave you power to push me down. It's been 10 years after that betrayal. It's been 10 years, five years, four years, three years after you walked away. It's been one year after you walked away. Why then am I going to punish myself when I didn't do anything wrong? You did. And so if I'm holding on to what you did, that means that I need to forgive you. Not for you, but for me. I got to take my power back. And taking your power back does not look like healing overnight. Taking your power back does not look like, oh, I'm going to trust every woman and walk into my life. Taking your power back simply says, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to take Take a risk and I'm willing to try. And I need you to keep this in your mind if you've ever been hurt. You've been hurt before. They couldn't break you. You've been broken down before. It did not break you. You have the capacity to make it through betrayal. You have the capacity. You got to know what your capacity is. You have the capacity to make it through ill treatment. You have the capacity to live and grow out of and come against word curses. And so you have to understand that I'm no longer a little girl. I'm no longer the broken girl, right? And so with that being said, even if you hurt me, because if we're in relationship, you will have an entryway to do that. That's just true. If we're in relationship, you may have the ability to hurt me. However, I am in the driver's seat. And so if you hurt me, I know what to do with you and I don't have to continue allowing it. And the main thing I will not do is partner with you and hurt myself any further. Because let me say this, many of you are loyal. Many of you are loving, although you've been hurt. Many of you ride for your friends. If you exist, Trust me, there is another one of you in the world. You just have to open up to be able to meet her, to receive her, to be loved on. And that's the key thing. When you come into these relationships, when you're, when you're trying to get this guard down, it ain't going to happen overnight. But it's a choice to say, hey, I am going to allow myself to be loved. I am going to allow myself to be loved. That's the only thing that drives out fear. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. And so the, the remedy is love, loving yourself and then allowing other people to love you. And then going in honest, I'm afraid of you, but I'm going to try this out. I've been broken before, but I'm going to try this out. Let people know where you are. You understand? Let people know that I am not in the best space right now. I don't know how to receive you. I don't know how to be loved by you. I don't know how to be in friendship. I don't know even how to be led. Being honest gives you the opportunity to learn. It's a it's a uh, journey. It, it's There are levels to growing. There are levels to acceptance. There are levels to receiving. There are levels, right? And we have to give people access to us gradually. And if I can leave you any other wisdom before I give it back to lady is this. Use wisdom. You don't have to go into anything here first. Most of the time when we're broken, we go in too hard and we accept people too deeply without boundaries before we really know who they are, right? So even outside of your mom that wasn't your fault outside of people who raised you that wasn't your fault but then when you got older it was like oh she likes me we're best friends no you're not you got to prove that you're a friend right they got to prove it and you have to also prove yourself and so i pray that the lord heals you 
I pray that there be a bravery and that there be a courageous grace that is released upon you. I pray that you will be so sick and tired of your comfort zone, so sick and tired of life that, like it is, that you will receive other women in your life to sharpen you, to challenge you, to lift you. I pray that you become so frustrated without having the, the village that you need to evolve you and elevate you, that you just say, oh God, forget it. I am just here. I'm going to go ahead, whether it's with Lady J or whoever you're connecting with, you're here for a reason. And this is the beginning of breakthrough in your life. It's the beginning of healing. And even after I leave off of here, I'm going to be praying for you because you need healing. You just need a safe place to heal. And so I, I'm not, we're not expecting you to show up whole. We're not expecting you to just trust us overnight. However, we're expecting you to be willing to be healed, to be loved, to be challenged, to grow, all that good stuff. But anyway, don't punish yourself, girl. Stop punishing yourself. They hurt you. You didn't hurt them. You didn't do nothing wrong. Stop treating yourself and living your life like you did it. They did it. So live your life free. Whew. That's good. <laughs> that I mean, there's nothing else left to be said. So we're praying that you will break free on tonight, if that's you. And then also, if you're the one that's always pouring and giving in these relationships, that you will find you. God is going to send you somebody that's as loyal as you, that's as loving as you, that will appreciate the friend that you are. Because oftentimes we get in these friendships and these relationships and we get hurt and we say, I'm not giving myself like that to anybody else. And you begin to change who you are. No, you don't change who you are. You just change who you're giving it to. Don't cast your pearls before swine because everybody's not worthy of it. So you have to be careful who you're casting your pearls to, right? All right, that's the end of this. <laughs> Thank you all so, so much. Thank you to our special guest, D. Wilford, Pastor D. I mean, girl, you blessed us on tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my goodness. This was life-changing. This was liberating. It confirmed some things that I already knew and things that I did not know. Come on here. It was amazing. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will be on again. I pray that there was something that was said that you can apply to your life so that you can become better in your relationships, in your friendships. Don't let this just be another podcast or another something that you're listening to and it falls by the wayside. And we always say this in the beginning, I hope you had your pen and your paper so that you can take notes so you can go back to it because we can all be better in every single way. And so thank you. Thank you, lady. I love you so, so much. I oh love, God, you. I love I you. so appreciate you for sharing all this wisdom on tonight. Thank you so much to our special guest, Pastor D. Wilford. Thank you everyone that has joined the All That I Am podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. To stay up to date with the latest happenings of the I Am Viv J community, I want you to subscribe. If you are not already a part of our Facebook community. You need to go there now and you need to join. Do me a favor, go to our various outlets and give us a review. How did you like tonight? You know, what did it do for you? And so we want to hear from you. 
We have something amazing coming up. Ladies, I want you to mark your calendars. You do not want to miss this. We have our annual vision board slumber soiree. And the Lord literally gave me these words, right? The Well, this word, push. And on that night, we are going to help the women to push everything out that the Lord has placed inside of you to help push you closer to your purpose, to your destiny. We are going to help to push you so that you do not give up because even as we're nearing the end of this year, we can become weary and sometimes we just need that extra push. And so everything done on that night during the Vision Board Slumber Soiree is going to be geared toward pushing the women in each and every way that they need. And so we're excited about that. That is going to be December 17th. It is on a Friday. It is at 7.30 p.m. Visit my website, I am Viv J, and you can go ahead and register for that. The seats are limited, even though it's virtual, the seats are still limited. And I think the Lord is gonna do something else with that whole push thing, but that'll be to come a little bit later. I'll reveal that later. But right now we're gonna have it virtual in December on that date that I gave you. And also, don't forget to purchase our fall collection, ladies. Y'all know we love some good, uh, nice, cozy sweatshirts. So we have some crew neck sweatshirts with the matching socks on my website uh, that is all about the I Am Viv J brand. It'll be an amazing Christmas gift. If you go ahead and place that order uh, now, you'll get it back in time for Christmas. That is all I have. Until next time, remember, we were not created to be alone, but we were created for connection. Invest in your friendships. If you've been hurt, intentionally seek out the healing that you need so that you can make meaningful connections. Thank you all so much, and I will see you on next time. Be blessed.